He's like, I, I work so hard, you guys. Tikbalang ka man din. You are a wild beast. Hayop animal! Hayop ka! Hayop ka! So, are they just all men? How do they... Procreate mitosis. <laughs> Gender stereotypes are yes. so real right it, now. It's a monkey's birthday. Did someone shapeshift into your brother <gasps> and lead you astray? Oh my gosh. He listens to our podcast. Hi, Kuya Lee. Hi, Kuya Lee. Or, or Tikbalang. Or Tikbalang, formerly or tikbalang known as Kuya Lee. <laughs> Release my brother. Gods Must Be Crazy Podcast. We're a podcast in Philippine mythology and folklore. I'm Ice. I'm Anima. And we're your hosts. And we're very excited because today we're tackling one of the big we're doing five. We're doing big five. We've been really intimidated to do the big five. It's, it's always hard because it's one of those things that is so popular. And super loaded. And But at the same time, there's... Both a like a lot said about them, but also not enough. Yes, if that yes. makes sense. Yeah, and also you know, in doing the research for this, I sorry, I, but so for if you're new here <laughs> or if you, we haven't mentioned it in a while, the big five is we. It, it's not. Five, right? It's not like canon. We just decided. <laughs> no, but it's then the it, it seems to be known as the big five. It's kind of the most popular creatures or beings in Philippine folklore, which mm-hmm. is. The Manananggal, the Encanto, the Capre, and then the two ones that we or wait, sorry, is it the Manananggal? Yeah, yeah, that's right. The 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 Capre, Chana. the Nuno, the Chanak, the Chanak. Okay, so no, Encanto is not part of Big Five because okay. Big Five is monsters. Okay, the Big Five yeah. monsters are being so Manananggal, Capre, Capre, Chanak, and the others that we will. Tackle. We'll be tackling today, hopefully. Soon. So one of them we'll tackling today. Yes, I'm very excited. We're going to be tackling Tikbalang. Oh my gosh. Yes. And and by the way, I will do a little... We might not include this, but I wanted to tell you also, like, apart from it being a really intimidating topic, I personally have issues with it. Because... As a portrayal? As a, as a, no, as a person. Like, as a person. Because when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I used to have braces. And I had too many teeth. I had like I don't six, know where this is going. I had but too many teeth. Okay. No, that was what they would tease me as. At, oh. Oh, yun yung pang ano sa akin. Yun yung, I never so it's heard really of that. Painful. Oh my god. <laughs> is it anything okay. like horse and horse related? Guys, we are really painful. Unpacking animal trauma I know, today. I know, I know. So just get ready. And it was like, and they were like in movies, de ba? So the balance yeah. were always in movies. So every time a new movie would come out, they would tease you. Yeah. About that is horrible. They would tease me. Like, what I would pass by and they would be like, people? there was like, there was a movie called Petran Caballo with Roderick Paulate, oh which God. wasn't even about Tikbalang, but it was had like a horse character. Because, and when I would walk by, no, they would go like, Petra, Petra. The comedy is like, he or she... Looks like a horse. Is it Roderick Paulate? Yeah, he was like a shapeshifter, I yeah. think. Yeah. They look like a horse. So yes, yeah, so that's, a, so it's a little loaded, a little loaded Okay, so we spoiled also. it. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what I'm reclaiming. The episode is about. It's about the tikbalang. The tikbalang. The episode is about the tikbalang, which is 
we, I, there is a lot of misconceptions, right? So I'll give you like a brief overview. Yes. Then we're going to have a quiz. Oh, I was, wait, ah. sorry. I was too shy to ask, but I really wanted to But did you see the multiple choice on my on No, my I did iPad. I did it. I was, I was going to be like, can we please have a quiz? We have that? a quiz. We have a quiz. And it's not the commonly known quiz. So, okay. so brief, I'm very so briefly. Okay. So, so, okay. So this is one of the misconceptions. It's like when people describe the Tikbalang, they said it's like a reverse centaur. So like horse upper mm. and then man lower. But actually that's not true. Mm-hmm. He's half horse in that his head is a horse. Yeah. But his shoulders and torso uh-huh. and like legs are a man's. But like his lower legs are a horse. So he's more like pan. Okay. He's more like a satyr. Then he is like a reverse okay. centaur. I, I thought you were going to say that he's kind of just like a biped horse in that he doesn't... He like... could be a biped horse, but he has his hands okay. and like a muscular chest. Okay. And like a... He has to have a muscular chest. He has to have a muscular if, chest. So there are no... There are <laughs> no, no dad bod No tikbalams. dad bod This is lore. All, all, yes. I'm this is saying, lore. <laughs> I'm saying this is canon. This is lore. This is this is the tikbala. So so when you think of a tikbala, it doesn't. It's not necessarily like a reverse horse. I'm imagining just like some coming of age like tikbala movie. Yeah, it's it's like this guy who just you know he tries to work out, but his body just doesn't want to cooperate. I know, you know, and you know he has to come to terms with like, am I really a tikbala? You can write. You can write this story. (laughs) You can write this story. It's like it's like his his muscles don't want to come in yet. Okay. So we're going to do... So keep that image in your mind. Horse head. Okay. A human something. And then like horse body. He has a human torso and arms and hands. Yes, yes. But his lower part is still... Horsey. Actually, it, it depends. Like sometimes his thighs are still... is still like human. And then it's just his lower... Like he has hooves. Okay. Like big, big giant hooves. Okay. So big. He's like super, super tall. What about his... I don't know. That's also part of the imagination. <laughs> I guess it's, you know, something you have to imagine for yourself in your own fantasy. Who said, uh, that's not my business anymore. <laughs> who said, uh, who's our friend, the author, Grace? Grace, yeah. So um, she's Grace Oza, Ozaita Grandond. Yes. And she is the author of a series called The World of the Viserabas. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like a... Dark romance fantasy featuring creatures Erotica. Of, no. <laughs> of, of Philippine lore. Mythology, yes. Yeah, and she invited us over. So this was, I think, last year, if I'm not mistaken. Long time. Like two years ago, maybe even. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long time ago. Okay. So I was looking through my research notes. Yeah. Right, and uh, she invited us over for a clubhouse, clubhouse session. Yes. And we talked about, you know, the different creatures and monsters and gods of Philippine mythology and folklore. And... Rated them on a scale of would Datability. they be would they be great suitors or lovers and such? Yes. Did we post that as a we bonus didn't episode? post it? We have it. We haven't posted it. Maybe we'll post it on our Patreon eventually. Yeah. So we have that session. So we'll cut yeah. that part. Yeah. We have that session, and you know, as a bonus for our patrons, we are posting it as an exclusive episode. You can like listen back and hear. All the raunchiness. It was um, very raunchy. It was very. So, I was very blushing in yeah. my. If in you're my related to me, please don't. Please don't. <laughs> there was a raunchy on a connection at some point. There was a weird question. Yeah. Of like someone who was like, it just involved. Okay, here's all I'm gonna tell you. It involves mananangal and 
a huge consent question. Yes. So I will leave it at that. Monsters, monsters deserve consent too. Of course. Okay. <laughs> Let's go back. Okay. Trivia time. This is the quiz already. Okay. Quiz time. Quiz okay, time. Okay. okay. You have five questions. I'm ready. I'm ready. And I will tell you, these are the non-typical, non-typical tikbalang questions. For sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. So we all know that if a tik, we, many of us know that if a tikbalang or any other creature leads you astray, mm-hmm. you do this to find your way out. This is not part of the trivia quiz. You take your clothes inside out. Yeah. But the Filipino word for inside out is baliktad, mm-hmm. which also means front to back. Mm-hmm. It's just on the wrong side, on, yeah. the, on the opposite side. So baliktad. So typically it's inside out. But did you know that you can wear something to repel the tikbalang in the first place. Mm-hmm. Which of these items is it? Okay. You can bring it or, or wear it. All right. A, a mirror. Uh-huh. B, a banana leaf. Uh-huh. C, a pair of red underwear. Wow. And D, a sprig of holy basil. You know, I so badly want it to be C. It is C! <laughs> gonna be a pg-13 episode no this is this is a, a okay. fairly wholesome episode okay, okay, okay. yes okay question number two what do you explain will you explain eventually no. why it is <laughs> there's no reason i i did try to research why is it like underwear. one of those like bullfighting things no i think it's one of those agima things okay <laughs> yeah so like you know you know remember in our anting anting episode what was our anting anting episode called I forgot got to believe. Got to believe? Got to believe. Got to believe. In our Anting Anting episode called Got to Believe, there's a group of antingeros or men who participate in Anting Anting and they wear everything red. They have red shirts, red hankies, red, you know, charms and everything. And the red is meant to repel like evil spirits. So I think that's what the red underwear is about. Okay. I don't know why it has to be underwear. It could be a shirt. But remember, it's probably related to, remember when we tackled Chanak, Mm-hmm. You know, it's Eat Me Baby One More Time, episode 3. Yes. One of the things that they said was, instead of wearing your clothes inside out, you wear your underwear outside. Yes, like Superman like style. Like Superman style. Yeah, yeah. So it's probably those two kind of combining. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Does it say what kind of underwear? Does it have to be like lingerie? No, it just said a like... pair of red underwear. Does it even say if they need to be shorts or they need to be fancy? A bra? A thong? A G-string. <laughs> a G-string. Yes. Yo, what if what if this thing balance like I'm only scared of red G strings? Very specific. <laughs> Not thong, dapat G string, like for reals. Okay. Okay. Question number two. In Filipino folklore, what is the Tikbalan's favorite pastime? Mm-hmm. A. Dancing under the moonlight. Dancing in the moonlight. B. Riding on the back of a rainbow. C. That's so fun. I know, right? C. Playing pranks on farmers. And D. Singing haunting melodies. So, all all creatures seem to love playing pranks on farmers. There's just like so many stories of that. Dancing in the Moonlight sounds very like Centaurian. What was the second one? Riding on the back of a rainbow. That sounds fun. Yeah. And then the third one is singing. Haunting melodies. Mm-hmm. It's singing. Wrong. It's playing part, pranks on farmers. Okay, I, it was yes. the obvious one. Yes, it was the obvious one. It was the obvious one. Okay, I would just, just, I would just have loved it to be like singing, and it's just all, know, right? it's just like it's random, a random, like a random cacophony of horse neighing. Yeah, <laughs> in yeah. the middle of the night, and people are like, 
What's going on? <laughs> okay. Okay. One for one. One, 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 okay. one. Okay, question number three. According to legend, how can you earn the favor of a tikbala? Okay. A. Offering it a bottle of coconut wine. That sounds great. B. I mean, that's for everyone, right? B. Tumba. Reciting poetry in its presence. C. Combing its mane with a golden comb. Mm-hmm. D. Challenging it to a game of chess. C. Wrong! It's what? B. Reciting poetry. In are its you serious? So these are the refined monsters in our lore. Yeah. I picked C only because of that whole thing where if you fight it and you get what a hair. One of his gold, but he has a golden spine. He has three golden spines on his back. Spines? Spines. Because it's not hair. It sticks out like a porcupine. Ah. So he has three golden spines. And if you pick one, he, he will be either... Has I to thought it was away. hair. No, 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 no. Okay. But that's that's a good misconception. Well, you It's can... a misleading. It's a red herring. What kind of poetry A red underwear like? herring. The kind of poetry Francisco Paligtas. Like? Oh, pag-ibig na makapangyarihan. Imagine if you... Or like... Does he like lang leave? Does he like... Okay. Does, Slam poetry. Or does he like... <laughs> Kung gusto mong lumigay ang iyong buhay, maharap ka ng pangit at ibigin mong tunay. Kung hindi, Kakainin sige ka. Kakainin ka ng tikbala. <laughs> Puso mo, umiiyak. Something, maharap ka ng pangit. Oh shit, I can't remember. I used to remember that whole it's rap. It's okay, it's okay. Okay. Andrew E. Andrew is, he's not the best. He's, you know, not the best. <laughs> Politically. Problematic. Yes, he's very problematic. Okay. Question four. What is the tikbala's preferred method of transportation? Okay. Because he's not a horse. Mm-hmm. He only looks like a horse. Mm-hmm. A. Riding on a magic carpet. Mm-hmm. B. Jumping from tree to tree. Uh-huh. C. Teleportation. Uh-huh. D. Riding riding on a phantom white horse. Which I saw on TikTok, by the way. Uh, what? The phantom white horse? Yeah, someone had like a CGI of like... A, okay. Yeah. I would like to say it's either... For me, it's either jumping on the trees or... What's the third one? Teleportation? Mm. I'm gonna go with the B. You are right. Jumping yes. from tree to tree. Because like the capra, they do live in trees. Of course. But they usually... Unlike the capra... So another thing I was worried about, you know, doing the tikbalan, because I also did the capra, right? Mm. So what, I said, Was it going to be too similar? It was going to... Was it going to be... Because they're both tree creatures and stuff. But apparently, the capra sits inside the tree and the tikbalan usually just sits at the base. And there's this imagery that's consistent where he puts his... His legs are really long. Mm-hmm. And so he sits with his knees up and they're past his shoulders. Like the bulol man, but like with his knees past his shoulders. Oh, wow. Because his legs are so long, right? And so that's the imagery of a lot in the net. That's him sitting in the base of many trees. Usually a balete tree. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So he jumps from tree to tree. And Excellent. By the way, for people who don't know the balete tree, it's this very iconic, like, law. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a goth willow tree. <laughs> I guess, for lack of a better description. But it's also apparently called the Filipino ficus tree. Yeah. I didn't know that. But a ficus is like a... A fern. It's like a genus of trees. Yeah, yeah, kind yeah. Of. Yes, a ficus. is something you would have in your home office. Okay, last question. Mm-hmm. It's a geography question. Okay. Which we're, region? We're, this is really, a little we're really good at geography. I know, we're so good at geography. But this one I think you will guess. 
Okay. okay. Which region in the Philippines is particularly associated with the Tikbalang? Okay. A. Bicol region. B. Caldera administrative region or CAR. C. Zamboanga Peninsula or D. Eastern Visayas. I don't know why you were very confident with me in this question because there are <laughs> I various. I have confidence in your geography more than mine. There are various reasons why it geography. would be one or the other. Yes. Is the thing. So yes. for me, I'm gravitating towards Zamboanga or Bicol. Just because I don't think. So cars known for like the rice terraces, etc. But there are a lot of like forest-related stories in both Zamboanga and Bicol. Mm-hmm. But oh gosh, and I don't know if a tikbalang is necessarily more of a Tagalog type of folklore. Because mm-hmm. Zamboanga is a bit think more... of influence. Think of like cultural influence. So Zamboanga like... then? No, it's Bicol. Bicol. Why yes. is the cultural influence in Hinduism? Bicol? So there's a lot. But of so hin- is it in in. It's more ah, uh, that's true. Zambanga. That's true. It's it's kind of widespread. Yeah, because yeah, a lot of true. like the like the Borneo Javanese kind of. But in Zambanga, there was a lot more Muslim. Okay. Appropriation or like okay. absorption that happened. So it's Bicol. It's Bicol. Okay. Yeah, I've heard so many kind of like there. There's just so many like forest related stories. Yes. A lot of like the legends yes. survive. But also Bicol is still like quite remote in yeah. the same way like the Panay the Panay Islands yeah. were, were yeah, quite remote. True. So so that's also why I think that the penetration of the lore is is less modern. When I say modern, like more Abrahamistic religions didn't really reach there as much mm-hmm. so so that's what what i'm thinking also anyway so that that's your quiz you got how many i think points? i got a two you got two points yeah. two out of two i would like to thank chat gpt for helping create these <laughs> trivia questions and then i fact checked fact check or lore <laughs> checked i lore checked the questions just to make sure that the chat gpt wasn't hallucinating <laughs> which it tends to it tends to. It makes up all sorts of shit. Okay, so the Tigbalang, okay. right? It's known by several names. The Tigbalang, mm-hmm. Tigbalan, mm-hmm. Tigbalan, Tigbolan, or Werehorse. <laughs> I don't know why it's called a Werehorse because you don't turn into it. I love Werehorse. I love Werehorse yeah. though. It's a creature of the folklore said to lurk in the mountains and rainforests. So... Where did it come from, right? So it's it has like it's a so so just to capture like which regions first believed in the existence of Tikbalang because now obviously we can't say which pretty ones wide, first believed, but yeah. we we do have historical accounts of the the white man saying where they first heard of it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Uh, the white man, the white man, <laughs> Tagalog is the first one that they they first heard of it. But there's a little bit of history also, like when you think about when we we, we dive deep into where did Are this creature came indigenous from. To the no, okay, so okay. there's this misconception. Sorry, sorry I'm jumping. Jump. I'm go jumping ahead, ahead. ahead. So there's this misconception. No, you can the follow Spanish, your flow. It's okay. When the Spanish people came, they said, "Oh, you know, they think this creature existed because this is the first time that they saw." a person riding a horse uh-huh. because horses are indeed not indigenous yeah. to the Philippines. Yeah. But that would we have deer, because strangely enough. Yes, we do have deer. Little deer, mouse deer. But we didn't... But it would be stupid because it wasn't a horse riding a man. 
Mm-hmm. It was a man riding a horse, so, right? which is the origin of centaur. Which would be the origin of yeah. centaur. So they, so that theory was mm-hmm. like not so good, father. So <laughs> sorry, father, you are wrong. Which father? Is father Juan Pasencia. <laughs> sorry, father, you have sinned, Charles. Uh, okay, so the so like I said, how does he look, right? Mm. So he has a head head and hooves of a horse disproportionately long limbs to the point that his knees reach above his head when he squats down. That just sounds it's, horrific. It's horrific, right? Yeah. Like your legs are so long. Gangly. Yeah. Gang- yeah. You should make Shane do it. Oh my God. He has really long legs. Honestly, I was thinking about it. Shane, <laughs> Shane, you should try it. And Shane, then he Shane can can't wear. even cross his legs. Because They're so it's just, long. <laughs> no, it's a flexibility thing. Like, he's true. so uncomfortable. Sorry, Aww, Shane. Sorry, Shane. We sorry, Shane and Shane's friends who listen to the podcast. <laughs> But yes, we should we should have him try it out. Okay, we're back. We had a snack. Snack break. We had a tapaking snack. Break. <laughs> Guys, it's so hard to find good Filipino food in Singapore. It's what is it? This lack of lard? I don't know. Lack of vinegar. Lack of lard. <laughs> lack of lard. Okay, after that tapaking break, we could go back to we're now at the we're still at the beginning of the story. To historical accounts. Okay. So there are two priests, of course, because they're the guys. Juan Placencia being. Yeah, Juan, Father Juan de Placencia and Father Francisco de San Antonio in two books, Customs of the Tagalogs and Chronicas, respectively. Mm-hmm. The first one from Customs of the Tagalogs was in 1589, so shortly after they arrived in, I would say discovered, but arrived, right? And then he said, about the Tagalogs. So... They greatly fear the, and reverence the tikbalang or bitbit. This is a ghost. Bitbit? Bitbit. A ghost, goblin, or devil. And it knows the cowardice of these Indians and has been wont to appear to them in the mountains, now in the guise of an old man telling them that he is their nono ancestor, mm-hmm. now as a horse and now as a monster. So it's shapeshifter, mm-hmm. right? Consequently, the Indians, in their terror, make various pacts with it and trade their rosaries for various articles of superstitious value, such as hairs, grass, stones, and other things, in order to obtain all of their intents and free themselves from all dangers. So it sounds like anting anting. Mm-hmm. Thus do they live in delusion until God wills that the evangelical ministers undeceive them, which costs no little effort. Because of their very great fear of which they are filled. He's like, I, I work so hard, you guys. I work so hard guys, to if you only knew, undeceive you. <laughs> if you only knew how hard I work. Because you're so superstitious. But it's it sounds interesting that the way he describes the tikbalang is aninuno. He says he's your aninuno. A spirit on the mountain, which uh-huh. sounds very like, you know. Animal worship. Uh, no, uh, just Ninuno. Yes, yeah. And I don't know whether the shape... Anitos. I don't know whether the shape-shifting is real or it's just their way of, like, combining all of the different or things. Or are they confused? Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, I thought you said it was a horse. I, but why is it, like, a spirit now? And they're yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah they're, they're a still a Ninuno. And what, they, what the Filipinos, uh, the Tagalogs could mean is 
yeah, we both worship them. Yeah, but the, and we worship many of them. The Spanish are like... Oh, uh, now he said ghost. Oh, now he, he said changed. Horse. Now so he's a good man. So it's interesting because maybe the sh- origin, origin of this shape-shifting characteristic was more a, a lack of understanding. It's just their monotheistic lens. Yeah. Applying it to a single... That's to, true. To, to a pantheon of... Is God a bush? Yeah. Or is God a... <laughs> no, he's all three. Well, well, we'll talk a little bit about that later, actually. In, uh-huh. in the origins of the Tikbala. Uh-huh. Yeah. So the other account, which Ooh, came la. later on, from Fa- Father Francisco de Antonio, was the Tikbalang is another object which they gra- stand in great awe. It is described as a phantom, which assembles a variety of uncouth and monstrous shapes. So... Mm-hmm. 200 years later, the shape-shifting seems to have solidified in this belief. And interposes, Oh, this was 200 years 200 later. 200 years later, yeah. And interposes its authority to prevent them from performing their duties prescribed by our religion. Yes. So, so it gets in the way of doing Catholic practices. Yes, uh, yes. They think. They interesting. Think. So in terms of the origin, right, where did it come from? Mm-hmm. It, seems, it seems, you know, other cultures have part part animal hybrid creatures you know why why is there a horse creature in a country where it's not an indigenous creature to have that is because it's an import it's an import like many of our old beliefs from india uh-huh. it is likely likely that the belief of the tikbalang's form came from the hayagriva Hayagriva. Right? So according to Father Martinez de Suniga Estadismo, in the 1800s, 1803, so later on, he said that religion in the pre-colonial Philippines or Hinduism in the Philippines or Buddhism in the Philippines in the form of the Tikbalang traces back 4,000 years ago. 4,000 years before 1800s, right? So 4,000 4, is a long time. It's like 2,000 before Jesus. And are you Googling? It's not Googling? before Jesus. It's before Common Era now. Oh, it's Common Era now? Yeah, it's BCE. Nice. Not before Christ. Sweet. So we're in the CE, Common Era. Ah, so it's BCE before, before Common, Common Era. Era. So this was 2000 years BCE even. So the roots of... What's in- the name? Hala? Haya Griva. And we'll, Haya we'll put a... Griva. We'll put a, a visual... Oh! Right, right? Okay, okay, it okay. makes sense, right? So it has a root, roots in Hinduism, which explain how the influence evolved into the mysterious half-horse creature known as today. And for those of you who, you know, listen to our previous version of previous episodes, there are a lot of creatures who have like very Hindu origins. The word for God, which is Bathala, could have come from the Hindu word Batari. Devata. Devata, Diwata, is from Devas. So it's very likely. And if you Google the image of Hayagriva, he's like a blue skin mm-hmm. or a white skin, depends, with a horse head mm-hmm. and a body of a man and four arms. Four arms, not yes. two arms. Yes. So he is actually an avatar of the god Vishnu. Vishnu. Right? And so, like I was talking about the Trinity, there is Vishnu, there is Shiva, the destroyer, mm-hmm. there is Rama. No, not Rama is also a Vishnu. Who's the other one? Who's the third one? Isn't Brahma the epic hero? Yeah, he's also a Vishnu. Ah, Brahma. Brahma is the creator. Mm-hmm. Vishnu is the preserver. Mm-hmm. And then Shiva is the destroyer. destroyer. Vishnu is also is kind of like the Jesus figure of Hinduism. Mm-hmm. Loosely, I'm using it very loosely. 
And so he's had many reincarnations, which are called avatars each. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are, ha- Hayagriva is one of the lesser known ones. But the famous one is Rama mm-hmm. and Krishna. Mm-hmm. And in, in the my favorite vampire novel, Krishna is also one of the first vampires or one of the creators of the vampire. Rama, whose brother, because I just listened to the Ramayana, oh. whose brother is Lakshmana. Lakshmana, yes. And now it makes me wonder, Laksamana. is that the origin of my last name? Because the alternate spellings are L-A-X, yeah. L-A-K, whatever. Yeah. Um, we've always known that it was like this Javanese word for yeah. general. Yep, yep, yep. But maybe they got it from him. Anyway, anyway, sorry. Yes. Not important to the story. Yes. Could be. But yeah, so so Hayagriva's avatar of the god Vishnu, he is the god of knowledge and wisdom. So mm-hmm. very positive. Mm-hmm. Horse's head, white color, white garments, and seated on a white lotus. So, so On a white lotus. On a white lotus. For symbolically, it, it represents the triumph of pure knowledge guided by the hand of divinity over demonic forces of passion and darkness. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those things again, parang, he was supposed to be a victorious figure and then how how uh, he's just been literally bastardized. demonized. Yeah, yeah, bastardized and demonized into this demon, horse demon. So there's a lot of stories about Vishnu and all of his victories and all the epics that he was he participated in, which is a story for another day. But he, in his four hands, love it. Four hands has a a purpose per hand. Oh, yeah. So one hand is in the mode of bestowing knowledge. Another holds books of wisdom, and the other two hold the conch and the discus. Conch is in the shell. <laughs> yeah. His beauty, like fresh-cut crystal, is an auspicious brilliance that never decays. And there's like a lot of prayers to him, blah, blah, blah. He's always sit- seated. He's always teaching. He sometimes holds an aksa mala, mala beads, mm-hmm. for, for a meditative knowledge. His book means that he's a teacher and he's always serene and peaceful, if not smiling. Oh, he's so chill. Yeah, he's chill. There is a Buddhist, he has a Buddhist version. Uh-huh. And the Buddhist version, I think this is where it comes from too. It, there's a, a fearsome side, right? Uh-huh. Uh, and according to legend, during the period of creation, they stole the, the, the Vedas from Brahma and Vishnu assumed the Hayagriva form to recover them. So ah. he, he shifted to, re, re, to, to steal back the Vedas from Brahma. The Vedas are either tomes of knowledge to... It's uh, kind of like their Bible equivalent ish, in a way. Or like the, like the teachings, yeah, basically. The teachings. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Another legend is that during creation, Vishnu compiled the Vedas in the Hayagriva form. So he either stole it back or in another version, Hayagriva put them together and mm-hmm. compiled them. So he really is like standing for knowledge. Does it, does it, does it, does it say there why the symbolism is a horse? No. no, maybe because they really worship the horse as well. Mm, mm. Yeah. So there's an epic called the Mahabharata, and it also features the legend of Hayagriva as well. So it, it this is the one where he stole back the, the, the Vedas. Okay, so back to the Tikbalang. I have this segment here. Back to the Tikbalang, right? So 
the as we talked about before, the Filipinos believed in animism. Yes. Anitos, stones, trees, and ancestors, right? That everything had their spirits. And Hinduism also believes in animals, mm-hmm. in the powers of animals. Mm-hmm. And so, what was the word? Synchronization? Syncretization. Syncretization. So, the theory is that the ancient Filipinos took this belief of like, yeah, we believe that God, he's part horse. We like animals. We believe that animals are our spirit guides mm-hmm. and stuff. And or so, there was a horse trade. Yeah, there was. Not yet. Okay. What there was was trade Because how with could China. they understand what a horse is? There was a trade with China. Okay. So there was a figurine of Hayagriva, figurines that exist in Cambodia, because again, of the trade from China. Uh-huh. And it said that these figurines out of context, made their way to the Philippines. Ah. Before they even saw a horse. Before they even knew what a horse was. Okay. Right? So, because the horses... So, so eventually, Buddhism changed the image of Hayagriva, right? Into a a small horse that said floating in a crown of fire. In China, they provided the old image of Hayagriva faced with horses. And one of the keepers, as one of the keepers of a demon in an inferno. So he was a guardian, right? He defended against the demons. Mm. And then he became a demon because there was the flaming imagery. Oh. Yeah, so it was just like That's a, so interesting. Because of, I guess, the lack of context and the lack of writing, right? So 900 years before the Spaniards arrived, the Chinese merchants settled into the Philippines. And they used horses. Right, so the Chinese brought it over nine hundred years before the Spanish arrived with these figurines, which had flames in them. Love it. Flames behind them, and out of context, you're like, "Wow, this horse head guy has a horse head and flames <laughs> behind him. He must be a demon, right?" Because what other context would you take from that? And so the the word of Fortic Balang was associated with different things, like I said, moto or spirit. And when, in historical dictionaries, they were linked to the Chanak even. Oh. And in some entries, they were given the definitions of satyrs, gnomes, or duendes, or goblins. Okay. Trasgo, which is a word I've never seen before. What does it mean? Goblin. Ah. Trasgo. Trasgo. Individual therapeutic balance today are as tree guardians, now that we know them. And there is a, a, a an expression... Tigpalang kamandin, which is you are a wild beast. <laughs> Tigpalang kamandin. I've never heard of it. I, I actually, I actually kind of love it. Right? Tigpalang kamandin. You are a wild beast. Hayop animal. Hayop ka. Hayop ka. Later on, uh-huh. you know, they were actually the, when the horses came. That was when the horse-like image of the tigpalang happened. Before it was like a general. Beast. Okay. okay. And when the horses actually arrived. When the Chinese traders and the Japanese traders and Japanese came. traders came. Yes. So it's actually very similar to like what we were saying before the capre, mm-hmm. which it used to be many things, right? So it used to be tree dwelling giants that evolved that kidnapped children, and then eventually when they started bringing the capre slaves, which mm-hmm. were the 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 dark skin dark skin slaves. That's when they started incorporating the belief with the appearance of these very different looking people. Mm-hmm. 
So what are the superstitions of the Tikbana? Okay. What are our beliefs of the Tikbana? Oh my god, is this the rain thingy? Yes. So so first off is the their main objective is to lead travelers astray. Okay. And 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 play tricks on on farmers, right? Making them go back to where they came from, making them go around in circles and Are they like playful tricksters or are they more, they more malevolent like malevolent tricksters okay yeah, because but like, why would they want to lead you astray are they trying to get your spirit or what they're trying to not let you get to your destination they will fuck you up no they just, <laughs> they just no they just i think it's just really just a trick it's in their nature it's just in their nature okay it's their nature well that's a strict strict objective my hypothesis is that because they are also considered guardians of dwellings of like the spiritual it's to stop you from, from going to in. but on the flip side okay. don't encantos want to kidnap people right so so for me a lot of like, encantos just yeah want to be kid- left alone right so no do want to kidnap you and bring yeah. you if you're if you're pretty if they like you yeah, right they like you they also say in Catholic balance can fall in love with women with mortal women and then they will follow you so are they just all men Arctic balance. Yes, all so I checked that. So too. there I has said, been. Are there, are there zero female tikbalangs? That I've seen, yeah. That I've seen. In okay, the how do they procreate mitosis? <laughs> <laughs> As in seriously, these are one of the top Google searches. Are tikbalangs all male? And the answer is yes. As far as the lore goes. Huh. I don't know. Huh. Or maybe they're trans. I don't know. That would be a new story. The trans The trans Yeah. Yeah. How do they reproduce, right? Maybe they've always existed. I don't know. Okay. So, like I said, their, their, common, their common purposes is to lead you astray, make you go back to where you were coming from. A lot of times, I remember I was driving with my friend. We were in Bulacan. And we were driving through some road that was so narrow it could only fit the car. And then there was like just pilapil on either side or mm-hmm. rice paddies on either side. And we had, there was no GPS, there was no MapQuest or anything. And we said like, at some Map point. MapQuest? MapQuest was before GPS. It was it was just. SatNav. Not even SatNav. It just tells you turn left, turn right, 100. It's like you print it out. It's just the direction. You print it out? You print it out. You print it out. So in the olden days, in the eighties, in the olden days, in the eighties, we're insulting a lot of like eighties babies. I'm an eighties baby, but I remember when you would get from one end of the U.S. to another, there were like really maps, and you have to like, okay, then it looks like you're gonna take the four forty-five east, and you go and get on that, and then it looks like it's gonna turn into the ninety, like like that. Oh and then maps happened. I would say in the nineties, mid nineties, when my parents lived in Alabama. And you, you type in your origin and your destination, and then it prints out the course. Like, oh you go on gosh. this road for one mile, you go on that road for that mile, and then you get... So, it was like manual, and so someone had to be the navigator. Oh my god. To read the directions. Okay. And then now we have sat nav, it's not even, you know. But anyway, so... So we were traveling, and this was like, this was the 90s, right? And, and of course, the Philippines sat nav didn't even, Waze didn't happen until I was already working. Yeah, 2010s. Right? 2010s, right? So 
So this was like 2000. So nothing, right? So sabi namin ng friend ko, at what point do we turn our clothes inside out? Oh my God! Because we really couldn't, and there was no one to where ask directions. Where was this again? Bulacan. Okay. And there was no person to ask where we are. There was no one in the fields and it was getting dark. There were no electric things. There were like no lampposts or no houses. It was just fields and fields. So we stopped the car and then we turned our clothes. We did. We literally turned our clothes inside out. Oh my god! Shorts and t-shirt, and then we continued driving. And not even five minutes later, you found the. We found like a, a lady selling oh clothes or something, and we said, "Go! Oh, how do? Where? How do we go?" And she's like, "Oh, you passed it." And then we turned around. We went and, and the we, we had just and the lady was there. <laughs> She was riding in her back seat with us. And then when we looked at the side view mirror, we're like, "No, she's gone." You pala, she was just like, she just crouched down. <laughs> she was still there. Right? Would have been great story. We I like, know, right? We 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 drove for 500 meters, and she was there again. And she was there again. She's like, "No, no, you just missed your turn." So I'll tell you now. Okay, now I'll tell you the story that my dad told me. Okay. I, I don't know if he was just making shit up. But I used to I used to stay in the same bedroom as my brother. So we had a big a big bedroom. One corner of the bedroom was his, and one corner was mine. It was literally like in half. There was blue paint, oh God. and on the other side there was pink paint. Wow. And it wow. was like a mirror image room. Wow. But his room had like transformers and robots on it, and my room had like bunny rabbits. The gender stereotypes are yes. so real right it now. It was really. It was really, but sometimes I would get his Hardy Boys book, and like we even had like he had Hardy Boys books and I had Nancy Drew books. Like ganon siya like just really really strong gender stereotypes. I had My Little Pony bedsheets and he had Transformers bedsheets. Oh my god! Anyways, okay. so before we were, my dad was tucking us into bed, and then he said, he said, you know, no more talking. You know, we hear you when you're talking at night because. Their room was right next to us, <laughs> and we're like, okay. Sabi niya, oh, malay mo hindi na yung kapatid mo yung kausap mo. It's like, what do you mean? And oh he said, God. yeah, he said, he said, when your brother is talking to you, you look over to his bed and make sure he's not there, because baka sabihin ng brother mo sa yon, oh, tara, labas tayo, let's go exploring outside, <laughs> and then you follow yung palatik balang yung brother mo, and then when you look, wala na yung kapatid mo. But if you look over to his side and see that he's still in his, he's not, he's still in his bed. Ibig sabihin, tik balang yung kausap mo. And if he's not in his bed, it means you're, no, but like if some, if my brother was talking to me and I look over to his bed and he's still there, my brother is still there. Ah, okay. It means the person talking to me is a tik balang. Okay. But if it, he's not, if he's not in his bed, it means it really is him. Psycho. And then what do I do? What do I do if the tik balang is talking to me? So for a couple of nights after that, I always wore like a sando underneath my pantulog because I I said like oh if I need to baliktad my clothes at least I won't be naked underneath right I have I had a plan but then after all it was too hot so I just uh, I was eight I wasn't a baby I was like maybe eight or nine now. And I told my dad later on, and I was like, "Dad, you know I'm so scared, blah blah." Yeah, scared you, right? Like you wouldn't ever leave the be- the bedroom, right? I was like, "Why did you scare me like that?" <laughs> He's like, "It worked, right?" So you know, I oh said, "But God. I was also really scared of my brother." He was like, "You should, <laughs> you should be scared." Anyways, so that's what my dad told me. Yeah, and there were other movies that sort of like reinforced mm-hmm. this sort of belief, right? Another belief for the tikbalang is when it rains, 
while it's sunny, mm-hmm. it says that Tikbalang is getting married. But this is actually not unique. Many European countries have a similar... And it's not unique to the Tikbalang either. Exactly. Capris get married. Yes. Lamok. Fairies get married. Chinese people get... Mosquitoes? Mosquitoes, yeah. Wow. And Chinese people. <laughs> what? Chinese people. What? What about Chinese people? Are getting married. But Chinese people get married all the time. What does I this know. mean? No, but this is what my Lola said. If it's raining, she said, oh, if it's raining when it's sunny, she's like, oh, I know, I know, it's a tikbala. And she's like, yeah, and also Chinese people. Or what? like the derogatory word for Chinese people. So Chinese people are some sort of like mythological beings. I guess for her. She's, by the way, half Chinese. I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying. So I don't know where that came from. So in Spanish cultures, they say a witch is getting married. Okay. When it's raining. And then many cultures have similar ones saying that a f- in Japan, a fox is getting married. Kitsune. I know. Yeah, Kitsune. Yeah. Or a bear is getting married. Or a monkey is getting married. Or it's a monkey's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is my favorite. Honestly, that sounds it's, awesome. Right? It's yeah. a monkey's birthday, so it's raining. It's like, guys, we're having a party. Yeah, party. <laughs> Okay, in some version, yeah, like my dad says, the tikbalang will also transform itself into a human and turn invisible or invisible to humans. They're generally associated with dark places, foliage overgrown areas, bamboo clumps, you know, or balete or kalumpang. I don't know what a kalumpang is. I should look that up. One person named Illuminado Kataytay. I love that name. In 1959 from Quezon province, says that he witnessed a group of balangs consistently from his age of four up to his death in 1969. And they were just like hanging out all the time. What? Yes. Where? Yes. It's weird. Okay, so there are accepted forms of what the tikbalang looks like. Okay. Right? So, but there's actually a lesser known image of what he looks like so the more common one of course is the horse's head and the lesser known version is he has a human face and is really more of a centaur so that that image also exists okay and of course the legend is anyone who can ride the tikmalang it will feel like he would be on a, a whirlwind like a like a tornado or a typhoon. But if you can ride it out and pluck one of the three golden spines from his neck, he will make he will become a willing slave. Okay. But he is not known to hurt or kill people. At worst he leads people astray with mischievous tricks. So in my research he also comes up a lot as a trickster, a mm-hmm. trickster figure mm-hmm. too. But it's very straightforward tricks. Just mm-hmm. like leading them astray. I'm. You know what surprises me is that there's no tikbalang in epic stories. No, because there are encantos, diwatas, duendes, duendes in epic stories. But Anitos. I mean, for for a being who is literally a powerful, magical, shape shifting trickster horse slash man and mm-hmm. there's this like you can get a boon if you defeat him like a, like a golden this one sounds of the like this spines. sounds like you know a Even second a second challenge that the hero has to go yeah, through you know yeah. like it's one of those things 
I think it's also, if you notice, the Manananggal and the Tianak and the Capre, they were all post-colonial. Like the solidification or like more post-colonial. And, hmm. and my thinking of the epics are their pre-colonial ones. Mm, mm, so that's actually true. Right? So I don't know about the about about the other big five. But uh but so far from what we've seen, they are really more colonially based. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's a correlation for that or some for some reason, but Well, you could argue that one of the reasons is that there is suddenly an effort to label and categorize things. Whereas yeah. maybe there wasn't before. Maybe yeah. it was just, you know, a bit more fluid in that, yeah, we I was know say loosey-goosey, but yeah, fluid, fluid. also works. Fluid <laughs> might work better. <laughs> they were a bit more fluid in, in, in that, you know, we know that this is a sacred space, mm-hmm. that it is protected by a guardian, mm-hmm. and we may or may not know the shape or form that it takes and whatnot, but that's just what it is. Whereas... Yeah. Suddenly, there is this third-party observation, and yeah. there is a need to categorize and name and label things. Yeah. And with that comes, a, one, an oversimplification or a confusion yeah. of what it is. But also, and we'll get into this in some future episodes, but it also kind of solidifies certain images or characteristics, which maybe are not necessarily what it means for multiple people. So, for yeah. example, maybe it was a horse for certain cultures, it wasn't yeah. for others, but yeah. we're stuck with this now because it has, it's been it's what been has captured. been recorded. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. And maybe the... Even maybe the, the Capre, for example, right? Yeah. yeah. Even the Mananangal, like, even the Mananangal as is, like, like the way that we have consumed it is that yeah. the Mananagal and the Tiktik was one yeah. person where in, in other provinces it's still different things. Yeah. And then in other cultures it's just a head floating around. Just like you know? just like, you know, for the longest time people thought that the image of Jesus was this white guy. Very conventionally attractive white guy. With abs. With with abs. <laughs> And right. blonde hair. And, and that's eyes. what everyone thought that he looked like. And it's only recently that now you're seeing much more historically, culturally accurate portrayals of he wasn't, you know. He wasn't a, a Jewish guy. He is an Arab mm-hmm. Jewish person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. If he was a person at all. <laughs> that is not the topic of this podcast. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, it's very, it's very consistent with you know another another topic that we had been talking about lately which is the surnames right yeah. about how how because of the not Lasentia but like this guy governor general who needed people to have consistent surnames and not just however they used to be called because of census and taxation right and and it's all all been unified codified and and just like clump together so that there would be on one hand it's a good thing because it translates better like if you talk about oh tikbala oh yeah i know what that is yeah but like if in the olden days if you just had your own definitions then then it would be it would just be again loosey-goosey but it's one of those things where this is because we need to define things now on a national level yeah whereas you didn't need that before everyone no, just had their own thing mean. yeah yeah it was just to the benefit of the colonizers, right? I remember before I was I was reading one of the sidebar 
one of these common name things. And then they said, you used to have names that had to do with how you looked. Yeah. Or like whose son you were. But or like your only, characteristics. Or your characteristics. But only if, but only if your ancestor had a, a big characteristic, right? Mm-hmm. So like my, but then I, I realized it still exists in present day because sometimes my mom would tell these stories and my mom's from Kawit Cavite. And she would say, Oh, you ano yung kapitbahe namin dati, si Turong Dura. What? <laughs> what? Turong Dura. It's like, why? What is his name? His real name is Arturo. So Turo. Turo. So his name is Turong Dura because he used to spit a lot. Also, not to be confused by Turong Bulag. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and Turong Pilay. Oh my gosh. What are these names? But also, I said, like, wow, Arturo is a really common name in Kawit Kavite. But also, before they was he born? Arturo, right? But like, I said, was Turong Bulag born blind? No, he got blind later on. Then what did you call him before? Oh, yeah, that's true. He's like, well, just call him Turo. Tagailo, whatever. You know, like that. Yeah. And so I said, like, but on one hand, I'd be like, wow, this ability is... There's a... There's a... There's a person who's like a family friend they Turo. call they, no 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 they in Pampanga they call him Tila mm-hmm. that's not his name I, for, I forget his actual name uh-huh. I'm sorry but he called Tila because he's kind of slightly tisoy looking okay, or like okay. kind of like mestizo yeah. yeah type looking so I guess he had a sharp nose or whatever growing up and maybe he looked different from his siblings and that his skin was a bit lighter or whatever that's why he's yeah. But he's Tila because it's short for Castila. Oh no! Well, you know, there's a lot of people who, and we're like total sidebar now, but there is a lot of people who, there's this guy called Redford White. Yeah! And he was a comedian in the 80s. And he was like pale. I don't know if he was an albino, but he was like really, really white. He yeah. Had blonde hair. But yeah. I don't think he was albino because he didn't have like reddish eyes, but he was very pale. Did um, he just have white and I said, like, oh, a is white he white? There. Because that wasn't his real name. His real name wasn't Redford White. And I said, oh, he's really white. And and, and my, my parents, I think... Cipriano like, Dodoy M. Sermenu II. Oh, see? That is Redford White. Yeah. Wow. He's not white, but he looked white. And so, and then my mom was like, oh, no, he's just Bisoy. I said, what's Bisoy? <laughs> Bisayang Tisoy. <laughs> That's so good. And so, like, my friend Tanya, she's from Surigao... And like, he was reportedly born with albinism. Oh, okay. He was an albino. He, he looked dark-skinned for an albino person. Sorry, guys. You know, this is what Super happens. Sideboard. This is what happens when you have hosts who are just like... ADHD. Yeah, we're just like jumping from topic okay. to topic. Okay. Let's go back. Let's go back. Where were we? <laughs> we, were, we were now into the accounts of the okay. Tikbalang. For the word Tikbalang... There's a few theories on the etymology of it. Yes. One theory, though, that I think is interesting is the word, Tagalog word for locust is balang. Okay. And a locust also has characteristically long legs. Which stretch past its head. Yes. It's also are... When uh, folded. Yes, right. And they have they have associations with di- with like plague and things and misfortune. That seems like a bit of a stretch. It's the closest word. I mean, there's really tik balang. Like what? What other word is like as like close to tik balang, right? Or tig balang, tig and also tig as a word is like like uh, each, right? Tig isa mm-hmm. like one each. Mm-hmm. 
So, well, I don't know. I, I that's there's it's very few etymology theories on that. That's the closest one that I found interesting. And then we come to a couple of like in-person accounts of the Tigbala. <laughs> so there is this guy. This is from Aswang Project. Okay. This is from a contributor of Aswang Project. I don't know. I don't think Jordan wrote it because it's about his his father. Okay. And I don't think Jordan has a Filipino father. So I know a couple of people who had Tikbalang stories. One of them is my father. When he was a teenager li- living in Antique, Antique, which is known for its supernatural qualities, he mentioned one night where his two brothers were quarreling and socking each other outside their hut after a late evening visit. Socking each other? Socking, punching each other, I guess. Play punching. You can hear shouts and a dull thud here and there. After some time, their mother broke up the fight and asked them to sleep away their tempers and change their clothes for the night. (laughs) (laughs) And they agreed. A few hours later, later, there were dull thuds all over again. This time, however, the sound shifted from one side of the house to another. Father said that last time he checked, both his brothers were asleep and tired from their fisticuffs earlier. Oh my god. Who or what could be making the sound I love the, I love the words that are being used. Fisticuffs. fisticuffs. He tried to sneak out the back door to check but his mother, who was still awake and sitting near the window, stopped him and told him nonchalantly that he should stay inside as there is a tikbalang outside. He obeyed and made sure that everyone was inside at the time. My father was the seventh of nine siblings, by the way, and everyone except for himself and my grandma were fast asleep. Still, the dull thud, thud, thud continued, one at a time, on each side of the house. He described the sound akin to a heavy sound of heavy pestle separating the rice shaft from the grain, the dick, dick. Uh-huh. He was forbidden to even look at the window, so he could only imagine what it looked like. Apart from the dull thuds, there's no other sound except for the stridulation of crickets and cicadas. He fell asleep to the sound of the tikbalang jumping like crazy outside. The next morning, they woke up to find their neighbors and relatives were all milling around the strange sight. Huge hoof impressions, <gasps> each the size of a ripe coconut, littered each side of the house. Oh my god! The impressions came in pairs and overlapped each other. Each mark was several inches deep and filled with rainwater from oh last night's drizzle. No one owned a horse in the barrio. <laughs> and not even a thoroughbred bronco can make impressions that big. It's clearly not a buffalo since the hoof is not cloven in the middle. Mm-hmm. Wherever Whoever made those impressions would be immensely bigger and heftier than a carabao or a horse, judging from the depth and size of these impressions. The fact that these impressions came in pairs suggested a bipedal creature left those marks, granting that the thing's had legs proportionate to a horse and the torso of a human relative to its legs, it could have easily scraped the ceiling at around 15 to 10 feet but tall. But why was the thick balang there? I don't know. Maybe they were just playing around, prancing around. Huh. Unfortunately, no one had a camera at that time. <laughs> so no one took pictures of the hooves. Which is understandable, considering the area was so poor, that the, some students had to walk unshod to and from school just to make their precious bakyat last longer. Umbrellas were expensive and almost unknown, so if it rained, people used banana leaves. Mm-hmm. And it was early 60s. Mm-hmm. What was the Tikbalan's business? Jumping over the roof in these eight, late hours. It was similar, so it was on either side of the house. Mm-hmm. 
was here and here and here. It was just jumping around. Yeah, jumping around. So they were probably playing Luxong Tinek. <coughs> oh, so they're, they're thinking it's more than one Tikbala? Maybe, yeah. It was uh, various Tikbala quotes and they were just jumping. And it was on either side of the house. It uh-huh. wasn't like around and around the house. It was uh-huh. just like they were jumping over and over the house. But, you know, the motives were never known. Mm-hmm. Tikbalans have been known to be playful. In and it was tikbalas. only the one time that it happened. Only the one time, yes. Okay, so... So that is that is that story, which wow. I find. But I love the visual of a horse's hoof the size of a coconut. Oh my God. But I also like that in Foley work, you use the coconuts to go. Yeah, that's true. Coconut shells, right? And there is, now I'm going to talk about my first inculcation into the story of the Tikbala. Okay. And it was in a movie from 1987. What's it called? Once Upon a Time. Once Upon a Time was a movie. Once Upon a Time was a movie. Once Upon a Time was a uh, TV show. Once Upon it's a once Time. Once Upon a Time. Sorry. Like English Once Upon a Time. So, once Upon a Time was a Filipino TV show. Yeah. Spelled phonetically. Once Upon a Time. W-A-S-A. Once Upon a Time. It was a movie directed by Laurie Reyes and Peke Gilyaga. Peke Gilyaga, mythology. And of Chanak. And of Chanak. And Shikratul fame. Laurie Ray is someone who's very well known in the ABS CBN type movie Star Cinema chapters. Mm-hmm. And it starred Dolphy. Mm-hmm. So there's a Tikbalan, his name is Puga. Mm-hmm. And he's been living in the human world. He okay. was like a younger Tikbalan. Played by Dolphy. Played by Dolphy. Okay. And he was living in the human world, pretending to be a regular human. He was like a young Tikbalan. And he didn't want to live, I want to be where the people are. He didn't want to live among the Tikbalans. But he needed to, yeah. He needed to go back to search for a magic crystal that would restore the peace of his land. His dangerous quest leads him to Earth, where he meets three young men. Uh huh. That was that's the whole synopsis of it. Oh, okay. But I will read you now the funniest <laughs> review of the movie is by Michael Haneke Paneke. Haneke Paneke. Paneke. Okay. Haneke Paneke. Probably not his real name. He gave the movie three stars. Okay. <laughs> he said, a ton of fun. Dolphy leading the way as a cowardly man-horse hybrid who changes form whenever anyone claps twice, which leads to some great bits. Is that part of the lore? No, it's not. <laughs> it's just Laurie Reyes and the, and the Pega Giliaga. Does the neat fantasy bits where characters enter the portal that takes them to the, from the real world into the fantasy world? And the portal is specifically in the Alimol in Quezon City. <laughs> Alimol, by the way, was a mall that was erected and named after... Muhammad Ali. Yes, when he did Thrilla in Manila. In Ortigas. Yes, in yeah. Alimol. It's, it's, yeah, so it was such an iconic mall, but now it's just like a... It's still there in, yeah. in Ortigas. It's very 80s. Yeah. 70s, actually. Yeah. Yeah, Alimol. Old school. So that's the portal to the fantasy world in Alimol. <laughs> so the Robinson's Galleria is for the snake and Alimol is a portal to the fantasy yeah, world. Yeah, makes sense. And they go on a rather simple adventure. Always good in fantasy. We need something to cling to. And the comedy helps here too. Here helps here too. An arrow in the ass is funny no matter where it takes place. So I'm guessing it's a lot of slapstick. 
It is a charming movie with very low budget effects and props adding to it. Although I do have to give special attention to the puppet work here, which was most decidedly not low budget. They are exquisite. Oh, wow. So in the 80s, there was a time where the... It's a very nice review. Yeah. But uh, there was a time in the 80s where the Jim Henson workshop worked closely with like Batibot and other movies. So I'm guessing that might have something to do with it. Batibot is like the Philippines as a street. street. Yeah. Yeah. Great. And it remains fascinating to me that these Filipino movies, even ones like this, which were big budget relative to the country's industries, were allowed to just steal American mov- music without ever having to worry about licensing fees or, was it allowed? or anything. No, it's illegal. It's just that it was so small, so they didn't care. Yeah. The end credits feature two puppets dancing to Bruce Springsteen's Dancing in the Dark. <laughs> hey, that's How a great song. I love it. So that's the great... The super great. <laughs> That's a great song. Right? And I just remembered Aokika Ferico, which was a TV show in the 80s and 90s also with Vic Soto and Alice Dixon later on Tweety De Leon. The was it a TV show? It was a TV show. Because I only remember it from the, the movie. movies. No, no, yeah. it was a TV show back in the 80s. And Tinka Bisote was his name. And and he ha- was married to a fairy. Mm-hmm. His daughter was Ice Siguera, who is now Ice Siguera. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the mother-in-law was Charito Solis. Mm-hmm. Ina Magenta was her name. His dad was Hiro Senior, who was a known tap dancer. Okay. And his son, his son, Bayani Casimiro son, Bayani Casimiro Jr., was the Principe ng Kahilingan. Who you could ha- he would grant a wish one a day. Okay. But he did a whole tap dance before he would grant the wish. Okay. It was great. It was very vaudevillian. It's amazing. <laughs> but all the music in that show was lifted from The Little Mermaid. What? The whole thing was from Little Mermaid. It's insane. It was insane because, of course, I, of course, watched Little Mermaid over and over. Wait, The they Little Mermaid was released in 1989. Yeah. Ah, so it was a 90s It was an 80s, show. 90s show. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, okay. So, now that we're in pop culture, I'll give you the pop culture references of sure. where the Tikbalang has appeared in of pop course. culture. So, Tikbalang, the horse demon, was the first episode of a 2015 Creatures of Philippine Mythology documentary web series made by our friend Jordan from the Aswang Project and High Banks Entertainment. It traces back to the origin of the Tikbalan's image to India in 2000 BCE and follows its evolution to modern day. A Tikbalan named Lusho features prominently in the Mythology Class, a graphic novel lit- written and illustrated He's by He's honestly one, one of the most hottest, amazing Tikbalan He's characters. I love it because he has all the... He's he so tattoos. majestic. He has tattoos. Yeah. Of, of like that look like the warrior tattoos. warrior tattoos yeah. super majestic very big also Tikbalang Kung Kabilugan ng Buwan is a child-friendly telling of the Tikbalang myths written by Victoria Anonuevo and illustrated by Cora Dandan Albano and released by Adarna House I do not have this book and I thought I had every single Adarna book <laughs> And it's intended to familiarize... There's always more to be had. I know. Familiarize young Filipino audiences with Filipino mythological creatures. In the story, the Tibbalam becomes lonely for lack of a playmate during the full moon when Filipino children of generations past traditionally went out to play in the moonlight. Tagutaguan. Mm. 
Do you know the song of Tagutaguan? Tagutaguan sa liwanag ang buwan. Masayang maglaro ng Tagutaguan. The Tikbalang leaves his home in search of a playmate and encounters first a capre, then a nuno, then an aswang, and then a tiyanak. Finally, he meets another Tikbalang as a suitable playmate. And they live happily ever after. Cute. The Tikbalang features as a fae in Series 3, Episode 10 of Delinquents of the Sci-Fi Supernatural Drama Lost Girl. I've never heard of this show. I've never heard of that. Where, where did Sci-Fi. it... Sci-Fi. Sci-Fi channel? Yeah. Atikbalang is featured as a deity itself in and another as a race car driver. In Tresen? Yes. And more as the fighters of the fighting scene of Netflix Singaporean anime-influenced streaming television series based on the comic series Trese that was released the day before Philippine Independence Day. In, in Trese, the family of the Tikbalang basically are Ala like... Ayalas. The Ayalas. <laughs> It's basically... Allegedly. Allegedly the Ayalas, yes. They live in the Ayala Tower. They're, it's not called the Ayala Tower. Not, What's it called? Armandas. And by the way, so for those of you who read fan fiction, if you look up Trese fan fiction, Maliksi, who is the Tikbalang in, in the Trese comics, and Trese, they're the top pairing. pairing. Yeah. OTP. Everyone ships them. Yeah. And there Mala. are other pairings. You can, you can check it out. <laughs> Maliksi and, and Alexandra Trese. Is Alexandra Trese cis? Is she straight? Or is she like more pan? Sexual. Sis is different. Sis is appear- appearing, right? Yeah. Is she... Is she? Do you mean is she ace? Yes. We don't know. Huh. Anyways. Let us know Let's what you it. think. I mean, I mean, let us know what you think, right? Okay. Tikbalang is the name of a unit in the war game Infinity, where many of the war games are given, given mythological names. The book Tablai, which mm-hmm. I read recently, also where it's like is it one of the mechs? It's one of the mechs. Ooh. There's a Tikbalang mech. It's very cool, and it's it's becoming. I think they're making it into a graphic novel soon. So Tablai, yeah, Tablai. So hopefully, there's going to be a good visual for it. Tikbalang, along with other creatures, also appeared in a 1978 animated film, Tadhana or Destiny. 1978 animated film. I've never heard of it. Never Have you seen it? it? Nope, never heard of it, and there's no hyperlink for it. And then lastly, Mobile Suit Gundam, which from Mercury, features a flight system called Tikbalang that the series uses for aerial transport. It's a Gundam? It's a Gundam, yeah. <laughs> It's a Gundam. So yeah, so that's that's what I have from the Tikbalang. Wow. Very story we went around the globe, around the world. We went through several sidebars. We but had that's a just lot of sidebars. On us. Yes. I think we oh, oh we are under an hour, so it's not even. No, like a remember super... there's another part. Oh shit! <laughs> We're over an hour. I really thought. <laughs> I really, thought, I really cut out a lot of parts. I really did. Okay, so if anyone else has a Tikbalang story, or any part of the Tikbalang lore, I would love if he was like a, if he evolved less to be a demon and more to be like a god or a deity. Mm-hmm. Right, and he could be like a deity of like speed. Why not a deity of speed, a deity of of bravery? He's he's not a war or like the what's the name of the Indian Hayagriva, Hayagriva, wisdom, knowledge, yeah. lotus flowers, yeah, you know books, 
and a conch? Why not? So, ooh, for our Hindu friends, do you have any Hayagriva stories? That would be nice. Yeah. Right? Or does anyone have, has anyone had any encounters with Tikbalangs themselves? Or heard of people who have encountered Tikbalang? That would be so interesting. Did someone shapeshift into your brother <gasps> and lead you astray? Oh my gosh. And then think it was your brother. Oh my gosh. But it wasn't your brother. Wait, it's queerly, really queerly. I don't know. Ah! <laughs> Balang's playing the long game. I don't know. I don't have red underwear. <laughs> Next time I go to the Philippines, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna bring gonna my red underwear and I'm gonna be like, and hey, Quilly, hey, Quilly. And then when, when he tries to run away from you, you'll know. I know. You'll be repelled. Like a magnet, he can't hug me. He listens to our podcast. Hi, Quilly. Hi, Quilly. Or Tikbalang. Or Tikbalang, formerly tic known as Quilly. Release my brother. Bambi, do you have red underwear? <laughs> On that note, <laughs> I think we should end this episode. Okay. We cool. hope you enjoyed that, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, we hope you enjoyed that that episode. I think maybe we can do a follow-up to this one because I think I'm, we talked about it a lot. It would be interesting to talk about the different like literary portrayals of the Tikbalang. Uh-huh. Like, you know, it, it's such a fascinating creature to have as a character in your story, uh-huh. right? And, and how does it feature? Do, do, do you know if Grace has any stories where the Tikbalang is a love interest? 100%. I should look at Yeah. It. No, but she says she has like, vi- is it, it's, isn't it about like viscera? So a lot of it's like viscera. Yeah, um, Mananagal, romance, monsters. But also, like, I think. I think there's like a quest somehow, and then like, I'm sure there has to be like some plot. It's a quest, and then the the end. The Tikbalang is one of the characters that there's like interesting. Hmm. We'll, we'll see. see. Anyway, we hope you enjoyed that. Sana there's a Final Fantasy with the Tikbalang. I'm just saying because do they have it. Philippine mythological creatures in I, Final Fantasy? I I've only played three Final Fantasies, so I don't know if uh-huh. there are others. But they do incorporate a lot of multicultural. I animals. believe there was. I don't know. They had if a Quetzalcoatl a, for for crying out loud. So. Wasn't there like a video game or some board game which had Philippine mythological creatures? I forget yeah, the name of it now. Anito was was a game that we played mm. okay. briefly, but yes. All right. Hopefully. Well, as always, we hope you enjoyed that anima. Yes. Where can they find us? They can find us on Instagram at thegodsmustbecrazy.pod, and they can listen to us on Spotify. Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, and if you can, rate, review, and subscribe. Yeah, leave us a five-star review. That always helps. But obviously, one great way that you can help is to tell other people who you who might be interested in hearing about Philippine mythology and folklore about the podcast. Uh-huh. Obviously, great to reach more people and tell them the stories that we may or may not have heard about yeah. before. And we have Patreon as well, by the way. Woo-hoo! We're on Patreon. Patreon.com slash The Gods Must Be Crazy podcast. And we have bonus episodes, dedicated exclusive episodes that you can access there, as well as early previews of future episodes. It would be great to have you there. So Yay! come join us. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.